0: You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. We are just cruising along here with the episodes. We've got quite a... Bit to talk about with trade deadlines and expansion drafts and the and Olympics and drama and F one, lots of fun stuff to talk about. All this sorts week. of stuff. All sort. We're 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 covering it all this week. That is that is for sure. And the the NBA finals are going and on as well. What did
1: we just finish watching that we really liked? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. So, yeah, we got a lot of sports stuff
0: to talk about. That's kind of why we're late this week, because we got totally sucked in the Ted Lasso.
1: We binge-watched it. Yeah,
0: I've actually seen it twice in the days. So, (laughs) yay! Go team! So, I'm your host, Jennifer Fink. With me is my co-host, Lisa Porcello. And we are Time Out with Jen and Lisa, and the NHL Expansion Draft is coming up
1: on Wednesday. Go Kraken! Yep, their fan base is going to be called the Seattle Crackheads. No, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so, boo. all right. So, the expansion draft is coming up on Wednesday. uh I don't, you know, the list came out of teams their protect protected players and their unprotected players, and there were some big surprises on that list uh of unprotected. Unprotected.
0: Alex Ovechkin.
1: Uh, well, they're just gonna sign him again. I, know I don't include include him. But I know. Carey Price. Carey Price Mark Price, Mark Giordano. Dougie
0: Hamilton. Brayden Holpe, P.K. Subban. Or is it Doogie Hamilton? <laughs> Whenever I see it, I want to say Doogie Hamilton. Like I think Doogie it's Howard. Dougie. It is Dougie, but you I like we- to say Doogie. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> P.K. Suban. That's not uh, a surprise.
1: Vladimir Tarasenko. That's a surprise. Uh, ben Bishop, Alex Kerfoot, James Van Reemsdyke, Matt Duchesne, Jordan Eberle. The list just goes on and on. Definitely some surprises. Um, so... It takes place on Wednesday. and The 21st. Yes. And Seattle has until 10 a.m. the day of the draft to submit its selections. Oh.
0: I did hear that uh, Marshawn Lynch and Sue Bird are going to be announcing some of the draft picks.
1: Why? Oh, Seattle. <laughs> if you can see the look she's giving me right now. <laughs> and moving I'm like, on to who you think
0: should be selected. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at, oh my
1: God. All right. So, just to recap uh, the rules of the expansion draft, which um, are very complicated, I just want to say, <laughs> the Kraken must choose one player from each of the thirty participating teams, uh, except the Golden Golden Knights. They're exempt because they're a new team. Uh, they have to pick at least fourteen forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies. Additionally, at least 20 of their selections must already be under contract for next season with an aggregate value that is between 60 to 100% of the 81.5 million dollar NHL How the salary hell, cap.
0: I feel bad so, for the poor like Oh, well they hired
1: some mathematicians or something there. That's you, true. you know this is
0: probably their dream.
1: you know they hired somebody like you who loves to do spreadsheets, who put all of this information in spreadsheets? and has like sorted it so they have like the list of players that they can take based on salary you do you know there's somebody like, like they, i'm
0: sure that they assign them a score and yeah okay yeah
1: somebody mm-hmm. like you who loves excel and spreadsheets got it so now the big surprise i think is Carey price uh i think that what i think th- i think that 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 montreal is taking a big big
0: gamble chance <laughs> <laughs> they're taking quite the gamble. i mean they're Gary, they're Curry leaving price- their
1: starting goal starting goalie unprotected he's been the face of the franchise for more than a decade he just backstopped the team to a stunning appearance in the stanley cup final i think for their gm uh what's his name mark bergevin it's it's a very calculated gamble
0: it's a big gamble um i mean Kerry price did have a resurgence this past year you could see sort of that natural decline In the prior years, and he was kind of like crap—not crap, but he was not very good in what 2019 and 2020, and then I don't count 2020. Well, 2019 and 2020 that season, and then he had this major resurgence and became one of the best goalies in hockey. I mean, he had a what 95% savory in the playoffs.
1: Like that's sick. That's sick. What's interesting is the Canadians didn't want to lose Jake Allen. He's their big rookie prospect goalie. I get that. Um, They couldn't find a suitable trade um, ahead of the roster freeze on Saturday. Rather than make a bad trade or risk losing him, they decided to protect him, which was at the suggestion of Carey Price, mind you, and play a bold game of chicken with Seattle. Um, The thought process is pretty simple. What they're hoping is that Montreal will not want to take on the remainder of Price's contract that counts more than $10 million against the cap per season for the next five years, especially as word leaks out that he might need surgery. Uh, We don't know what the injury is. They haven't really announced it. Is it his knee? Is it what? Who knows? He might need surgery. Um, I think that's... So they're kind of playing a game of chicken. Like they're saying... Oh, we're putting him out there so there's got to be something wrong with him and besides who wants to take on that much of your cap space year old. and that much yep. of your cap space for five years with a goalie with a goalie and it's really hard to find a good goalie and i think you know i think what they're doing is sort of what the goal um, i think the but my worry is if i was the kraken i would take care i would take price and in a heartbeat you would take him over dragen
0: the yeah, panthers because
1: dragen is getting there's root they're out in the trade rumor mill he's gonna get traded i don't know so here's my thought i mean look what happened to mark andre fleury when he was picked up in the expansion draft yeah but that's mark andre fleury Carrie
0: Price is not Mark Andre They're the same Fleury.
1: age. They have the same stats. He's not Mark Andre
0: Fleury. But it's still Carrie Price. I know, but he was never Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think if you were the I don't know. I think if you were the Kraken, you might want to take a shot so at that. So you would
0: do you what is it? Wait, uh 10.5 million for each of the next 5 seasons. Um that's that's um uh carrie price right Mm -hmm. so 50 million 10 million dollars a year is going to go to carrie price in five years he's 33 years old so that'll put him at 38 by the time he's done i don't know
1: here's the thing i don't know if i i I
0: think i would go up i i think i would go with uh with drygen if he's available
1: i don't think he is going to be available that's the thing and the The Kraken GM, Ron Francis, he's already talked about, he's kind of really talking about how big their cap space is, and that's their big advantage. Now, yeah, there's a bunch of big names that they could sign. I don't think any of them would be worth the cap space. Like, I think Tarasenko's contract is bloated. I think Max Domi's contract is bloated. I I think even though there are things about Carey Price's health that you have to worry about, I think he's he's a risk you might want to take because I think that he's a wildly popular player, so he's going to have that instant instant marketing of value, like a Mark Andre Fleury. Um, you know, gonna and and that's important for a team that's trying to build a new following. He's a big name. I would
0: spend money on Dougie Hamilton.
1: I think Dougie Hamilton's not going to be there. I think he will be. Here's the other thing About Carey Price He is from the Pacific Northwest So he's from the Area that That uh, he'd be going To So think of the Marketing value Yeah He just came from you. The Stanley Cup Final He's from the Pacific Northwest He has Big name appeal He has Fan You know A, a fan following I, I think he could be A significant impact Player for A franchise that is Just starting out And I think He's You can compare him To Fleury You know, he's 33 years old, and he's the same age as Marc-Andre was when he was drafted by the Golden Knights. I don't think they're the same caliber goalie.
0: I think Marc-Andre Fleury is better than Carey Price.
1: But their numbers are very similar. I still think he's better. And here's the other thing. You're saying Fleury is better, but I still say Carey Price is better than 90% of the goalies in the NHL.
0: But wouldn't you want to start with with a young goalie, like, or not young goalie, but maybe a mid mid to late twenties goalie? I'm not goalie. really
1: excited by any of the other names out there for goalie. I I think I would I'd want to spend the money, take the chance on Price, and then get young guys in your everywhere else. Everywhere else. I mean, I have a few um, guys on. that else I, you, got? you know, that I would say. So you got up. Carey Price and Goal. Yeah, I I think. Uh, there's a couple of guys that would be really good for the team. Like, I think that uh, you would want to look at somebody like... Uh, hold on. Yanni Gord. Okay, he's 29. Mm-hmm. 5.167 million cap hit, which is not bad. Um, he's a play-driving center. He's got some scoring skill. You know, he... He should I think he'll thrive if he's given a more um spotlight role.
0: Yeah, if he has a bigger role with a team. I could see that.
1: I think he could definitely take that step up. Um and I think his age and his cap hit would make him a perfect. And fit. he's got
0: two Stanley Cups, right? He's with Tampa for both both yes. of the Stanley Cups. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tampa's going to take a hit.
0: <laughs> oh, this was it for Tampa.
1: Yeah, this this was it. Um I also like uh Jared McCann And I think, I really think the Kraken should snatch him up. He's 25. He's entering his contract year at just under $3 million. Uh, You know, I think the Maple Leafs, uh, they don't want to give him up, but they have to (laughs) because they just don't have room. Um, So I think the Kraken need to snag him for their Toronto pick. Um, So those are like two guys, I think, young, good, proven players. I think there's room for improvement. Um, those are two guys that I would grab. You know, I, I think, I mean, maybe this is just me wishful thinking, but I think they should take P.K. Subban from the Devils because he has marketing value, his huge social media presence. P.K. PK
0: needs to go to Seattle.
1: <laughs> we just want to get rid of him. So can I say, the fans here aren't big fans of P.K. because he came here with this huge contract and he promised big things. And he's not playing like the PK he was when he was with the Canadians back in the day. Or,
0: or, Nashville. or Nashville. Or Nashville.
1: And he gets all this money and he's not really that good. No, he broke our, our, um,
0: our captain's sinus. Yes. And Nico was never the same the rest of the season. And... He has an eight-year, $72 million contract with the Devils. Yeah. Now. With a $25.5 million signing bonus. Again,
1: wishful thinking that Seattle picks him. He's a
0: 2022 unrestricted free agent. So he he needs to be moved.
1: Agree. And I think, he, and again, wishful thinking, but I think the Kraken should take him. Just because he has that big personality, that big social media presence, and when you're a new team you you want to get that fan base mm-hmm. and i think he could pull in that fan base uh, i know a lot of, i know the devils fans are pretty much done with him because as a lot of the devils players right now are you know doing uh, summer Up-season workouts training. Yep. um he's off in italy partying for the past 2 weeks so and posting lots of <laughs> pictures on social media Uh, So the Devils fans are done. So I think his time in New Jersey is up. I think it's time for him to move along. Now, I have seen a bunch of mock drafts that say that the Kraken are going to take Janssen, Andreas Janssen from the Devils, which, Mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, dear Seattle, please take PK off our hands.
0: Yeah, please. Please, we beg you. I'll give you money to do it. I'll give you ten dollars or something to do it.
1: Ten dollars? That's all I got in my pocket. So I'm so. saying they need to grab Price. That's my two cents. You're saying no. I would not. I would not. I, I don't. I
0: don't think he's gonna. If they do grab Carey Price, I don't think he's gonna be like Mark Andre Fleury. I just don't think he's this, the... Same personality. I mean, their numbers might be close, but...
1: But then why not pick... Because they've got to pick three goalies. So make sure you get a good second Dreiger. goalie, like a guy like Jonathan Quick. And have him as yeah. your second goalie, if Price gets hurt, to come in. Mm-hmm. And then maybe pick up PK's brother, Malcolm, as your third there you goalie. Go. I mean, I
0: definitely think Dougie Hamilton's going to go there. Because I,
1: I think he's I, going I to want a
0: longer contract than what the teams can afford to give him. And does he deserve it? I, I don't know. We've had that discussion before about, you know, multi-year contracts and how long do you keep players or not? I mean, he's, he's what, he's 28, 29, Dougie Hamilton? He's somewhere in there. Um, but, yeah, I I feel like the, the Kraken can offer him a longer-term contract than other teams, and I think he's going to want that. I think he's going to want, you know, seven, eight, nine year deal where other teams can probably only afford to give him a 5- or 6-year deal to stay under cap. I mean, that's what we have to look at, right? I mean, if you make him your star premier defensive player, P.K. Subban's worth about, you know, $25 a year or so. You know, make him <laughs> pick him up.
1: A year. Pick I, him well, up
0: as a defensive player.
1: You got other good uh, uh there are plenty of other good ones, but I, I really Connor, see Doug Hamilton there. Blake Kumo, Noah Kari, two time Stanley Cup champion, Matthew Joseph um matthew
0: joseph may end up i'm in sorry Seattle. those are
1: forwards sorry about that i meant
0: well, i was like wait isn't he a forward? yeah
1: i i jumped ahead uh defense uh you got Shattenkirk, who's still there you got some young guys like will borgen you've got uh darren radish so i I'm, why not get a name marketable name like pk or dougie smith or dougie, right. Sm- I right. dougie, Doug- hamilton, dougie, dougie smith i don't
0: think dougie hamilton where did i get dougie smith anyway know. dougie hamilton I don't think he's going to be there. I think he is because I don't think other teams can afford him. I think he's going to want a longer deal than five years to be in a team. And and think about it. He goes there. He's your star defensive player. Even if PK goes there, I mean, that could be a great marketing gig of Hamilton Subban defend Carey Price and his aging crutches wheelchair. Or he's something. 33.
1: So for a goalie that's
0: old, <laughs> to be honest, um, but yeah, I, I feel like he would be a great name to have there. I think with, with Suban. I think it would be awesome.
1: They do have a what eighty one point five million dollar cap. That's what
0: I mean. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think he's gonna want a longer term deal than what other teams want are I able just, to give him. Because if he say he wants, you know, I don't know, ninety million dollars over five years, like no team can afford that. So if you look at that you know he's gonna want more than a five-year deal wherever the heck he goes. So he goes to Seattle. They have the cap space because they have zero. You know what I mean? Like they've got, they've got it. They can and then when he becomes an unrestricted unrestricted free agent, he they can offer him a larger deal. I I see him going there.
1: All right. I well, see him we'll, in Seattle. we'll see on Wednesday. I don't see it. I see my big my big thing is Carey Price. I think they need to pick Carey Price. They're def- How about
0: Alexander Kerfoot, the center from the Maple Leafs? I didn't realize he was unrestricted.
1: Yes. I don't see that happening. Um, I think the Maple Leafs, they're going to pick Jared McCann. Mm. I think that's going to be their pick. Uh,
0: I I'm hoping... See Yanni Gord.
1: Yanni Gord, totally. He's a no-brainer, considering everything, the pieces. I just think, why not grab Carey Price and... PK. Two, P, two guys that have huge fan bases.
0: And good marketability.
1: Good marketability. And have played together. Because, I mean, I, I think PK's got like millions of followers on oh, he does. social media. He does. I mean, he's no longer dating Lindsey
0: Vaughn, but. You know, another one is uh, Braden Holtby. He's another one out there, right?
1: Yeah, but he had a disastrous he season did. with Vancouver last year. I mean, if he could regra- regain his Washington Capitals form, then yes. But last. Season was just a disaster for him.
0: Yeah, that was not that was not very very good.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't grab him. I I mean, I would take Jonathan Quick as my second goalie behind Carey Price, and a guy like Malcolm Subban, he's not going to cost you much, and you, you don't think,
0: see Kerfoot going there.
1: No, I, I see it uh, McCann from Maple Leafs. Well, don't they have to pick another one? Oh, do they? I, I think mistaken?
0: so. I think they have to pick a couple of like. You know, Ew. forwards, you know what I mean? Centers yeah. and forwards. I mean, you need at least two or three each, right?
1: Yeah, but how many picks do they have from... They only have one pick from the Maple Leaves. Yeah, but then
0: it just goes... Oh, that's true.
1: So if they pick McCann, they can't pick That's foot. true. Good point. Good point. So My bad. My bad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? They only have one pick from... Connor it, Clifton 14. is an
0: option. Connor Clifton.
1: Um... I don't know. From Boston, they have... Uh, I probably will murder his name, but on, on day case, remember okay. him? Case, mm-hmm. I forgot how to pronounce his name. I've seen Boston play so many times and I can't remember how to pronounce his name, so I do apologize. Um,
0: I think uh, Mark Giordano is going to go from Calgary.
1: Yeah, the problem is, though, Giordano's I think, 37. Like, do you, Good if, veteran, if, man. If you were Seattle, do you take guys that have big contracts that are aging like you're so you're gonna be saddled with these big contracts for players who are on the decline I mean, it's only for one year
0: i think it's only got one or two years left yeah i i would take it just for veteran leadership i mean and I, honestly i i don't think he's done either no i, I don't think, think so either. i think he's had rough seasons because he's been in calgary forever and it's cold and really they've had 18 <laughs> coaching changes in the past <laughs> three seasons So, I mean, there's been a lot of turmoil up there in Calgary. And they play in an arena from 1987 or 6. Yeah,
1: but they're getting a new arena.
0: They are. They are. But I I feel like he he could be one that I think could end up in Seattle. And I think he would do well there. Have a nice veteran leadership with Carey Price in his wheelchair.
1: In his wheelchair?
0: Don't get me wrong. I I like Carey Price. I love that he had an awesome season. And I love that he, he really led... Montreal in that postseason to the cup, and they just did. They just didn't have quite enough tools to beat. Tampa I just Bay. look at
1: what like having a veteran goalie did for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's true. So why not get another veteran goalie, who their his team is basically like playing chicken with you, saying, eh, you're not gonna take him. We're gonna stick him out here. Like you're not taking him. Why not grab him? I don't think the Canadians want to lose him. Interesting. Okay. So why not grab him? Yeah. Why I, not? I think out of all the goalies on the list, I think he's the best. I say, honestly, my opinion is carry Price, Price all day. Okay. Pick Carrie Price. All right. And pick PK because I don't want him anymore. I'm not sure if he's going to go. It might be Nathan. I think uh, they might take uh, Janssen or Butcher. I know, and we like Will Butcher, but.
0: He was very nice when we met him. He was nice. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so do we have anything else on the expansion draft? No, I'm Wednesday? looking forward to it on Wednesday. um This I, is our second expansion draft in four years, because the last or five years, because the last one was
1: 2016. And I think the Kraken are really hoping to have the same success. Could you that imagine the Golden Knights did right off the bat, like to the Stanley Cup Finals? But I remember <laughs> watching Stanley Cup
0: Finals in four years.
1: Now, now here's the other thing: these players that they're picking in this, they don't have to keep them and keep them in uniform they can use them for, for trade. trade. Mm-hmm. So you're not necess- this is not necessarily going to be your Kraken team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so fun to say. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Seattle Kraken, the Kraken. It's just fun to say. I yeah, mean, it is. I know what a Kraken is, but
0: I think it's awesome and I love their logo. I think it's I think it's great.
1: The arena looks gorgeous. The arena
0: looks nice. I'm very excited. Maybe I'm
1: I wonder it? what their like signature concessions gonna be. Yeah.
0: Like I'm wrong. They were only in one Stanley Cup final. Why do I think they were in two? Who? Vegas. Vegas. No, they
1: were only in one.
0: Yeah, the first year, right? That's right. They should have made another one. Last year. Last year. Or, yep.
1: Actually last two years they should have made it and they didn't.
0: Yeah, this pa this past season they should have made it for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean I was completely wrong. I had a I had a Vegas um Colorado. Colorado. No, 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 no. Who'd you have? Vegas, Montreal? <sighs> no. Vegas. I don't remember who you I had. don't remember. All I know is
0: I picked Tampa Bay in October. Yeah, but uh, Tampa
1: Bay, uh, hey, listen, folks, Tampa Bay is not going to three-peat. I, no. know, I know I made a big deal about them not repeating. They are not going to 3
0: because... Three-quarters of their team is going to be gone.
1: Yeah, because they, they aren't under the salary cap now. So... Mm-hmm. They're going to have to let a lot of their guys go. They're not going to 3
0: No, not at all.
1: Yeah, no, well, no. you know, That's I'm going to, okay. like... It eat, could be Vegas' years. I'm going to eat my words probably next season <laughs> when we have Tampa Bay holding up the Stanley Cup <laughs> for the third year in a row. No way.
0: No way. And I what is it that. about
1: Tampa Bay? I don't know. You had Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. The Lightning have won two Stanley Cups in the a Rays row. The Rays were in the finals. The Rays were in the World, World, World Series, series last, last, year. last year. If they had a
0: basketball team, they'd be in the finals.
1: Yeah, what is it about Tampa I Bay?
0: I know. I don't know. The water? I don't know. L- l- lack of strip clubs that there used to be there all the time? The good Cuban restaurant we went to? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It could be anything. It's a nice city. I mean... It's a very I mean. nice city.
1: So this... I just read this, actually. They... So Tampa Bay had their big um, Stanley Cup celebration in the Bay, like the Buccaneers did. And remember, everybody was afraid when Tom Brady threw the trophy if it fell in the water. Yeah. So I didn't realize this, that the NHL hired a team of divers to stay in the water during the celebration in case the Stanley Cup fell so they could retrieve That's it. That's hysterical.
0: <laughs> now, where were they when it obviously got like dropped from something and the whole top <laughs> I, cup got bent?
1: I don't know, but oh I do my know God. They, they had a, a team of divers hanging How out.
0: about that?
1: Just in case the Stanley Cup. Because, I mean, think about it. If you drop the Stanley Cup. Oh,
0: that's going down a lot faster than the Super Bowl trophy.
1: Yeah. And how are you going to find it? I mean, once stuff goes into the water that hits the bottom of the ocean.
0: It's pretty murky. I mean, they're in that little inlet there. But still. So, yeah. It's pretty murky. They had
1: a team of divers on standby. How about that? was interesting. Fascinating. (sighs) Fascinating. Any more on
0: the draft? I don't think so. I'm excited about the expansion draft. But you know what I'm really excited about? What's that? In six days, four days, five days—I can't do my math. It's the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Bum, 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 I'm very bum, bum, excited bum, about bum, this. Bum. Um, dun, I'm not dun, excited about how many people that are getting COVID. Dun, 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 as Lisa dun, dun, say, <laughs> hums the <laughs> tune here, um, I am—I am a little concerned about this uh, COVID
1: thing. Coco golf out. Yep, Uh, Uh, an alternate um, on the United States women's gymnastics team tested positive for who was also
0: hanging out with our national team members. Yes, because there's no separation. And uh, Katie Lou Samuelson, who is on the three by three women's basketball, out.
1: Yep, it was uh, the team that qualified for that. I had no idea that they were playing three-on-three basketball. Yeah, yeah it's new this year. They so, had it as
0: exhibition last uh, Olympics.
1: Kelsey Plum, Stephanie Dolson, and Alicia Gray. Uh, so Samuelson's going to be replaced by Vegas Aces guard Jackie Young. Which... Where the hell's like Courtney Vandersloot
0: and... I don't know. I feel like NEC- they went... G-
1: yeah, I think they went young, though. I mean, Kelsey Plum's young. Whatever. Samuelson's young. I don't know. I would I, take
0: NECA any day on any team. The fact that she is not on our national team is a complete and total. It, it's a joke. It's a joke. Oh well, yeah. Aguma.
1: Agumake. Agumake. Yes.
0: Agumake. I yeah.
1: was. I was. Erika I was Agumawale is Notre Dame former Notre Dame. I was, I was Dame combining player.
0: them, and I was like, "That is wrong. That is wrong."
1: So when it comes to COVID. It's, it's really kind of scary. So, we've had Coco Guff, a U.S. gymnast, Katie Lou Samuelson. Uh, so, on Sunday, we saw the first positive cases for athletes housed at the Olympic Village in Tokyo.
0: 55 people connected with Tokyo 2020 have tested positive.
1: So, two South African soccer players uh, were confirmed to have contracted COVID 19. Uh, the first case in the Olympic Village was an official who tested positive on Saturday. A third athlete tested positive in the Olympic Village on Monday as it was confirmed that a Czech Republic beach volleyball player contracted. Uh, Let's see. One foreign athlete alongside five Olympic officials tested positive for COVID-19 on Thursday. The games haven't even started. Everybody's not even there. And although they have not tested positive yet themselves, six team Great Britain participants and two staff members have been forced to self-isolate after coming into contact with someone who later tested positive in Japan. Fourteen members of the South African men's rugby team were forced into uh, self-isolation also after they came into contact with someone who tested positive. What's scary is Tokyo is currently seeing an increase in positive cases and was placed under its fourth state of emergency in June. Um, Some 1,008 positive tests were confirmed in the city on Sunday. Which I believe was less than the week before. But still, so there are are
0: active protests going on about these Olympic games. And the the Tokyo residents and the Japanese residents don't want to this. Yes,
1: a, a Japanese newspaper uh, recently did a poll about this and they found that 68% of people said they had doubts about the organizers being able to control COVID-19 infections. The survey also found that 55% of those asked completely opposed the games going ahead in Tokyo. While about 3 quarters of the respondents of the poll said that the decision to ban spectators from the events was the right one. 55% of the people polled were against the games going ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's
0: a lot. I mean, there's going to be protests everywhere. Like, there, there's no doubt in that. And then on top of that, I mean, they're not obviously not going to make any money from ticket sales because nobody's going to the games, not even Japanese uh, citizens. Toyota pulled their ads. They did. They pulled their ads. They're not going to show their ads in Japan. Um, And then we've also got um, the person that composed the opening ceremony theme resigned and pulled their music in protest. Holy cow. And then you've got these COVID cases. I mean, this is is pretty serious. Like, you know, we've been through a lot of Olympics. If you look at the Olympic history, you know, you go back to... World War II Munich era, you know, or pre-World War II, I should say. Munich, you had all of that and the the doubts of of sending athletes to a country that people knew was a Nazi regime, but they still did anyway. And like Jesse Owens is the best story ever about, you know, Hitler had to salute him. It was just awesome. But anyway, um, get me all fired up. And what's cool is
1: I would love to go to Berlin someday because they still have a lot of the Olympic stuff there. Yep, that and would you, be pretty it's cool. Like abandoned and and but you can go tour it. I think that would be really cool.
0: The fact that you could see the track that he won on is yeah like amazing. That would be cool. That would be really cool. So anyway, so um, yeah, I I feel like you know they've had their turmoil. There's been political turmoil. Um, you've got Berlin and Munich. Yeah, Munich was 1972. Montreal was 76. So 72 was Munich and you had un- the unfortunate, you know, shooting of the Israeli athletes. And then, what, 36 was Berlin. I mean, there's always so controversy there's always with every Olympics. But I feel like this one is a little different. It's like a global pandemic. It's not like the water's bad. Well, where they're doing the swimming is bad. Did you know that?
1: No. So I... Is this, it as bad as it was in Rio? It could be worse. <laughs>
0: So apparently where they're doing the swimming doesn't have a separate sewer system. Okay. Or yeah, like it all kind of mushes, like your sewer and rainwater go in the same pipes and then they get treated and they get pushed out into this like water area where they're having this bay, where they're having the swimming events. Well, I guess two weeks ago, they've been testing the water and they had higher levels of fecal matter. Was it, the Jersey Shore? I or, know, are they, that's what I is thought. Is that where they're holding the I was the like, is this like, you know, seaside? seaside heights or something? I don't get it. What's going on? So they've tested it again and tested it again, but there's a lot of concern about the safety of the athletes. Like, it's kind of like where they did the rowing in Rio, and so you this, didn't want to go in the water because so you could get a disease.
1: What competitions are taking place here? I believe it's, it's
0: some sort of swimming, but let me see. Is it like...
1: Because it's outdoor swimming, correct? Mm hmm. Okay. So, I mean, the rowers are out there. And, well, remember the rowers in Rio? The water was like green? Yes. And they were really worried about getting the water on themselves because if you don't know, the water splashes a lot when you row. <laughs> it's the
0: triathlon and the swimming marathon.
1: There's a swimming marathon? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that
0: high levels of bacteria two weeks before the olympics before they dive into tokyo bay well i would
1: think tokyo bay is kind of like the hudson river by new york city i agree but at least we have separate sewer and separate rainwater lines
0: the thing is it all goes into one and they're they're finding that it's
1: E. coli. Oh, lovely. I I've, I've, More
0: than twice the limit set by International Triathlon Union. Now I had E. coli, Triathlon.
1: it's no fun.
0: As one athlete put it, the venue smelled like a toilet. Oh, nice. So they've been trying to, obviously, fix everything. They dumped 22,200 cubic meters of sand into the bay to create an environment for organisms that help clean the water. It's designated... It, I'm sorry it's designed three-layer polyester screens to protect the olympics swimming venues from e coli on top of that the city was already building huge storage cha- tanks to capture flood runoff so that it can be treated before reaching the sea
1: so in when they had the olympics in 2000 in sydney australia remember they had to worry about the sharks yes so now you have to worry about e coli i don't know which which, which is ones worse E. coli you'll survive
0: I mean weren't sharks you sh- could lose a limb I'm trying to think where the, where are they going to be doing the surfing I that I'm sure that's probably in the ocean but yeah yeah ooh, yeah pretty gross huh yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I'm I, I don't know that I would do it
1: yeah I mean it's you so- won't die from E. coli it's just awful I mean, you're sick. You're from- really sick.
0: Yeah. The thing is, with the the Rio, at Rio, I know that there was a lot of concern about like food that would have bacteria in it. We had our that one pole vaulter that got the bacteria member, and she couldn't like train for two years. And she, I think she made the team. I think she did. And then you've also got, um, you didn't you have a rower get sick? Like, yeah. Well, the just water
1: that the rowers were in was was green.
0: green. Definitely didn't want to go in it no jumping in after uh, after your race that's no, for sure
1: no 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 and remember we were watching we have a friend that rose and we were watching it you know
0: and you could just see texting they... with her
1: and she's like wow it's windy there was a lot of waves when the rowers were going which meant that there was water getting into the and onto the rowers which they were trying to avoid yep <laughs> yep
0: the other the other fun thing about the Tokyo Olympics this is nothing to do about um um, anything gross or anything but so in order to try to curb you know to take care of COVID-19 and curb you know interaction between athletes and everything they made the
1: beds out of cardboard oh this is not true it, this has been really yeah the anti-sex beds oh, it was a total fake yes that's so funny yes the beds are cord- cardboard it's basically environmentally friendly but a bunch of athletes posted videos of themselves jumping up and down on the beds to prove that they were structurally sound so that is a that is oh, a oh well that was fun <laughs> of them to do that yeah it's, it even made the new york times i know but it's not i was just reading that's why i thought it was real yeah no it's not true
0: that's, so they're saying that they they made the cardboard beds because they're more environmentally friendly. Yeah, because you friendly. can recycle them. I get that. No, the cardboard bed athletes are sleeping on at Tokyo aren't anti-sex. Yes. That was USA Today. Because,
1: I, I so don't know. So what's if, up, New York Times? I, I don't know if people realize, but supposedly the Olympic Village is one big party. Orgy. You're <laughs> in the best shape of your life. Go for you're it. You're young. You're attractive. You don't have an ounce of fat on you why the heck not
0: <laughs> go for it just i mean i got to lose just don't come i've read home that night, like we're good
1: they've got like a huge supply of condoms <laughs> that they supply there and yeah I yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what to say but yes the cardboard beds were were they're just environmentally that's friendly that's so
0: fun that they did that yeah so that's really really it fun. is a false
1: falsehood. Yay, that's fun. So I have some interesting Olympic trivia. Oh, let's go. I'm good at Olympic trivia. Well, no, it's not really like I'm gonna, I mean, I can ask you a couple questions. Okay. But, I mean, do you know the year that the first Olympics was held? 1896. That's the first modern Olympics. Yeah, first modern Olympics. What about the first ever Olympics in Greece?
0: I don't know. 1820?
1: 776 BC. Like I said.
0: 1820
1: you were right though the first (laughs) modern olympic games were 1896 so the olympic mascot for the 2020 summer games is called mira tawa based on the japanese words mirai which means future and tawa eternity to symbolize the undaunted optimism of the olympic games and he's kind of cute. He's like, he, he reminds me of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. But oh, okay. He's, like, all blue right, and all white right. checkered. He's cute. All right. So, yeah. So, he's he means future and t- eternity. So, <laughs> I am sure I butchered that as well. That's okay. That's okay. So, American Meyer Prinstein finished runner-up in the 1900 long jump in Paris, despite not even showing up for the finals prinstein sat out the finals because it was against his beliefs to participate on a sunday qualifying jumps counted back then so he took second on the basis of those as legend has it he was so angry at eventual gold medal winning jumper alvin Kreitzline for competing in the finals that he punched him squarely in the face
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome
1: uh let's see what else do i have I have, oh, here we go. The 1912 Greco Roman wrestling match in Stockholm between Finn Alfred Asikainen and Russian Martin Klein lasted more than 11 hours. Jeez. Klein eventually won, but was too exhausted to participate in the championship match, so he settled for the silver medal. 11 hours. They should just
0: both get <laughs> the medal, right?
1: So I think you know this one. Do you ever wonder why the official distance of a marathon uh, is 26.2 miles?
0: I do, Lisa. I actually do. It happened in 1908. Yes. In London. Yes. Because the Queen wanted to see the the marathon. Yep. So they had to run it in front of Westminster Abbey, and it added... I think it was 24 miles.
1: 385 yards. So yeah. here's what happened. In 1908, the marathon, marathon standard had been set at exactly 26 That's miles. That's correct. Yep, correct. However, at the Olympic marathon in London, it was decided that the Royal family needed a better view of the finish line. So organizers added an extra 385 yards to the race. So the finish line would be in front of the Royal box. Ah. And it has been that way ever since. So that and, is why
0: you run 26.2 miles. And so you know. Okay, so you had 1908, then you had the 1912 Olympics. I think they went back to 26. And then you had the 1916 Olympics, which I don't think happened because of World War I. And maybe they did happen. Maybe it was the next one. But whatever it is, what's interesting about the marathon is that the first race, like world race outside of the Olympics to adopt the 26.2 as the official race for the longest is New York. Really, everybody thinks it's Boston, but Boston I was doing twenty six, and New York said we're gonna do twenty six point two. So they did the point two, and they've had it longer than Boston has had it. So huh. they Boston finally did it like before the next Olympic games, or wow. well, I can't remember. Yeah, because yeah. that would have been my Fascinating, guess. Boston. right
1: Yep. Nope. New York. I mean what's an extra 385 yards right it's a
0: lot when you're (laughs) when you feel like you're gonna die and vomit and you just want to like die yeah (laughs) like really die have
1: you ever noticed that like i think we was the new york marathon we watched where that last point two was uphill like that's just cruel
0: and and people might be like oh it's not that bad of a hill no you try running 26 miles and then go up any sort of incline and actually at that point in a race going downhill feels like <laughs> uphill like it just doesn't matter like just make it flat like no just give me a chair and let me roll across like I mean honestly 26.2 is a long way oh 26 miles you're almost there that point two, if you're not mentally prepared for it will kill you it could kill you it really could okay
1: It could. It could. Okay. That's that's my... Okay, yes, but I knew that one. Yay! So the five interlocking rings of the Olympic flag symbolize the five continents of the world. Africa, Asia, Australia, Europe, and America. I also know something about that, but go ahead. Let me see what your fast fact is. (laughs) Linked together in friendship. Olympics founder Pierre de Cobertin Mm -hmm. claimed that at least one of the rings' colors, blue, yellow, black, green, and red, along with a white background, was present in each country's national flag. Correct. Do we know that's true? That is correct. Okay. It is true. Let's see. At least one
0: color is in the nation, uh, every nation's flags.
1: Uh, world record, but no gold medal. In 1924, American Robert Legendre shattered the world long jump record with a leap of 25 feet, 4 inches. However, the jump was part of the pentathlon competition, and he could only muster a third place finish overall. The actual long jump competition was one with a jump of twenty four feet five inches. <laughs> My God, that's crazy! What
0: else you got? Uh, in nineteen thirty,
1: 1930, the nineteen thirty two Olympics in Los Angeles, Poland's Stella Walsh won the women's one hundred meter race, becoming the first woman to break the twelve second barrier. When she was killed in nineteen eighty as an innocent victim in a robbery attempt, an autopsy declared her to be a male. How about that? <laughs> so, our first for transgender. Forty-eight athlete. years, she kept that secret. Holy cow! Uh, let's see. Danish rider Liz Hartle won the silver medal in the nineteen fifty-two equestrian dressage event in Helsinki. Hartel suffered from an inflammation of the spinal cord known as poliomyelitis, which required her to be lifted on and off her horse each time. Hmm. I got another. Uh, uh, let's see another running one in 1928 reportedly six of the eight entrants in the women's 800 meter race collapsed at the finish line in an exhausted state. Wow. Poor training methods and the brutal Amsterdam sun were the two major causes of distress. That event was subsequently canceled until 1960. Interesting. That's interesting. And let's see, I got one more. Before there was Kerry Strug, remember Kerry Strug? Oh, yes. Okay. There was Japan's Shun Fujimoto. In the men's team gymnastics competition in 1976, he actually broke his kneecap while performing in the floor exercise. The following day, however, he needed a top-notch performance in the rings for Japan to secure the gold. With no painkillers, he performed a near-flawless routine and stuck the landing, putting a tremendous amount of pressure on his injured knee. He, in, he grimaced in pain as he held his position for the judges, then finally collapsed in agony. Japan won the team gold by just four-tenths of a point over the Soviet Union. Jeez. Broken kneecap. That's, wow. So yeah, there you that's have not okay. So that's my, that's some of my Olympic tidbits. I like your Olympic tidbits. Thank
0: you. That's really fun. I know, I know you love that stuff. I do, I do. And I love the Olympics. I'm really excited that they're starting you know, I just love watching all these athletes compete at, like, their peak. It's just it's just really fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good I, time. It's going to be so different this year with no fans. I'm it is going to be weird, but... I'm a little worried about it, but let's see what happens.
1: In the opening ceremonies, usually you have, like, fan participation. You know, you have to hold up different signs it's and It's Japan. Lights. It's
0: Tokyo. I'm sure they've already figured all that out and put, like, lights on the back of the seats and they'll light them up and on and off. They might even
1: stuff. have robots. You never I mean, know. It's Japan Tokyo. leaves they basically lead science when it comes to building robot technology. And AI and Yeah, yep. so maybe they'll have robots. That I would know. That would be cool that to have That would be fun. Your fans be all robots. Be and you could have fans that are robots that are all from like different robots in movies and television.
0: What, you gonna have the Terminator?
1: Like? Yeah, and you could have WALL-E <laughs> and EVA. <laughs> and you could have um, Short Circuit, remember that robot? Oh my god, and you could have. Um, what was the
0: one that Will Smith played? Remember the iRobot?
1: iRobot, okay. You could have, yeah, you could have like all kinds of like robots from movies and television, like even down to like the original like robot that was in Transformers. That. Can we have oh, Transformers? We totally we can have Bumblebee, yeah, <gasps> totally. Yeah. And that robot that was in um, Lost in Space, that television show, yeah, yeah. that weird like.
0: Yeah, what was round that thing? Sort of robot? What about the Jetsons robot, the maid?
1: Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> that. <laughs> How cool would that be to have your audience all I think be different we've gone robots? Off our rocker there on this one.
0: I'm just picturing <laughs> you, the can have, you can have Terminator. You could
1: have Data from Star um, Star Trek: The Next oh, Generation.
0: Boy, R two,
1: R two, C three, C three, P O.
0: Wow, you could have all the robots. And what's from star the little Wars? one
1: that was the wheel? In, uh, oh yeah, I forget. I forgot yeah, him. I oh to... yeah, and you could have the um, assassin robot in uh, the Mandalorian.
0: Ah, uh, yep, yep, that would be fun. I think I think we've <laughs> I think we've got our audience for the
1: Olympics all set up now. <laughs> that, or you could do like Muppets. Muppets would be fun too. <laughs> have the sesame street and the muppets like there's kermit kermit's the announcer
0: oh i like it i like it and do you have the two old guys of course you have to have yeah of course
1: you do they're doing the (laughs) The peanut gallery they're doing the long jump long jump i don't know Oh, nice good deal (laughs) so that's the olympics well
0: we're very excited about that starting i think everything really starts on the 23rd saturday i think the 23rd there might be A couple of events like soccer or softball or something but i know i know i'm pretty sure the us starts everything on saturday 24th so
1: yeah but there's there's some events though right on the 23rd yeah
0: yeah softball soccer are usually played then
1: um do you want to move on to baseball so your yankee fans displayed some improper disgraceful behavior Uh, this weekend during the Yankees-Red Sox series at Yankee Stadium. They're
0: not my Yankee fans. I just want to point that out. No,
1: Several so- weeks ago. You're Yankees fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so several weeks ago, I made a point. Uh, remember we had that discussion about giveaways at baseball games? And I said don't. they stopped giving away baseballs and bats because people would throw them on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think you said, well, they still sell baseballs in the store.
1: Well, this actually... It was was, a home run ball, right? Or something? So Red Sox left fielder, Alex Verdugo, uh, he had uh, basically, he tossed the ball in the stands to a young Red Sox fan, but a Yankees fan intercepted it and threw it back, hitting him. So that's what happened. So he was trying to give the ball to like a Red Sox fan who was a kid, but a Yankees fan jumped in front, grabbed the ball, And threw it back at Verdugo, uh, hitting him, I think, in the back. Well, that's nice. So the guy that did that was banned for life from attending Major League Baseball games.
0: As he should be. Uh, No
1: criminal charges. Wasn't he fined? Uh, He was fined. um, And the Red Sox manager Alex Cora, he pulled his team off the field after it happened. I don't blame him because you don't know that could start something else. It's a little overdramatic. Uh, I think he's got to protect his players.
0: I don't think it's a little over dramatic. He's got to
1: protect his players because uh, you don't know what else. Could, I mean, if you have one guy throwing the baseball, you could get other people riled up and they could start throwing things as well. Okay. It's the Red Sox. Is this Sox. why
0: we don't get caps at hockey games? Because I can really make it over the glass. <laughs> You get nice bottles of water that I promptly spill all the because of COVID, oh, we've been, been getting caps. It's been great because they can't touch our stuff. Yes,
1: yeah, so we like, get Ooh, I have a cap. Yeah,
0: that I'm going to throw on the
1: ice. So, oh. Verdugo was hit hit in the back by the baseball. He was really angry. He was yelling at the fans, um, and he had every right to.
0: That was a that was a bad move. That was stupid.
1: They like, pull- what are you doing? So they pulled the team back into the dugout. Um You know, you're... This is
0: Saturday night. Yep.
1: So your manager, Aaron Boone, he said, it's awful, embarrassing, and unacceptable. He's
0: such a weenie.
1: (laughs) So they had a discussion with the umpires and the players returned to the field. Such a weenie. Um, New York did win the game 3-1 after six innings called due to heavy rain. Uh, NJ.com reported Sunday the fan was not arrested.
0: Can, can we say what happened last night at the game? Sure, go for it. So somewhere out in like, so center field is, is blocked off, right? Like you can't sit in that area, but there's like a bar above it and it's like batter's eye box or something like, I forget. It's like, I think there's a Jack Daniels bar or something out there in center field. And at one point, the catcher uh, was Christian Vasquez, I think last night, all of a sudden saw light hitting his eye like or like was reflecting and he's like what is going on and he saw it a couple times so that he told the home plate umpire then the home plate umpire caught it and then he told the other umpires and they saw somebody was shining some sort of powerful light in his eyes oh, those little like
1: laser pointers little,
0: i don't know if it was a laser pointer it wasn't red it was it was like a light Like you can see a picture of it, it looks like one of those high-powered tactical flashlights like you know what oh, I mean? Oh, the one—the commercial distance. on
1: TV that I always get sucked into. Yeah, that goes like 400 feet yeah.
0: or whatever. Yeah. So it was one of those that was hitting him, some sort of powerful thing. So they kind of went out into the outfield to kind of look, and then it stopped. But I'm like, you know, this is the type of shit. Like you had the you had this in the England Denmark game mm-hmm. when the Denmark goalie was lining up when it was penalty kicks. And you can visibly see there's somebody with a laser pointer because it's just under his eye. Yep. Like, how how do these people get through security? I mean, in the soccer, I think people just storm in, but I mean, they make you take everything out of your pocket. I mean, I guess you could hide it down certain areas. What if?
1: And also, what if the pla- the the flashlight was plastic, so you could walk through You'd the metal the detector? Battery. You'd have uh, the battery. yeah, good
0: point. So I I don't know.
1: But I, here's the other thing. I, How many times have we walked through metal detectors at sporting events and we've set off the metal detector and they just let us go through? That's true. Because if you have like an Apple watch, I just show my Apple watch and they're like, go ahead. And can I tell you, I I always have like a little pocket knife in my pockets. I have gotten through because I forget. I usually try to take it out and don't bring it with me when I go places like that. But I have forgotten, and I have walked into many a game with my little pocket knife. You've gone in the airport, too. Oh, please. I, I used to get through airport security with a cigarette lighter in my my mm-hmm. uh, carry-on or pocket. Mm-hmm. Never got caught. So, I, I mean... I guess. It would be pretty easy to get a little flashlight in, I think. Yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, I was like,
0: oh, fantastic. Way to make Yankee fans look like jerks. And don't get me wrong. Red Sox fans back in the day were really assholes to yankee players they were it went both jerks it went both ways 100 percent. but this is this is bad like you don't throw a baseball back at a player and you don't you know
1: well and the fact that he took it from a little kid yeah that's that's a whole other story so here's what
0: kind of what kind of person thinks that's right
1: here's my disclaimer Jen and I, as you know, we are huge, passionate sports fans. We love our teams. We always talk about how much we love our teams. But it's still just a game. It's a game, it's people. It's a game. It's entertainment. It's not a life or death battle. If your team is losing, you don't need to shine a light in somebody's eyes to blind them or throw something at them or attack them or, 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 or harass them online in their social media. Yep it's a freaking game
0: like i we're not
1: fighting a war go yes you can get passionate about your game you can yell you can cheer you can boo you, you can, can hiss, be angry
0: you can be any of that
1: but don't do anything that interferes with the play of the game or can hurt someone yeah i don't get that i i mean and you will not find people who are as passionate as we are when it comes to our teams Maybe, maybe
0: you will, but we're pretty damn passionate. But we would
1: never <laughs> ever think about doing something I would never like do that. that. I
0: would never go after another fan. Like I guess I guess our parents taught us right from wrong and we had consequences when we did stuff We also don't wrong. get
1: blitzed at sporting events. It's too
0: expensive. I can barely pay for parking.
1: Well, because we're old, <laughs> we'd drink a beer and we'd fall asleep on the way trying to drive home. Inning, I'd be
0: snoring away. Lisa would be like, "Jen, wake up."
1: I know. Uh, Jen's got to have it's her Coke seventh her Coke Zero to get her wa- awake enough.
0: That's the age I've hit. I have a beer yeah. and a Coke Zero.
1: It's So relax. Just relax. It's for fun. Go enjoy a game. Have your hot dog. And, you know, when you have your beer, enjoy the game. Like I
0: mean, I, and I feel like now, you know, Yankees Red Slack schemes, like back in the day in the 80s and 90s, you wouldn't dare walk in the Yankee stadium with a Red Sox jersey, and you wouldn't dare walk into Fenway with a Yankees jersey. Like, you would not dare. And now, the the last time we went to Yankees-Red Sox was probably about five years ago, and it was really 50-50. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by that. I mean, there were fights all the time at those games, all the time, where the players would be watching. Like, I, I still remember seeing Derek Jeter watching because there was a big fight right on the third base third base field level between a Red Sox fan and a Yankees fan in like the second inning. And, and it's, it's changed, but this is frustrating. Like this shouldn't be happening.
1: Show some respect. Enjoy the game. Act like a human being. I agree. What drives me crazy too. This is a pet peeve of mine. When we go to hockey games and you know, Devils Rangers is a huge, huge rivalry. People get very heated up for that game. Now, There's families at the game. There's plenty of kids. And you usually have a dozen or so drunk jerks who are screaming uh, obscenities at the top of their lungs at the players, like with maybe a family sitting in front of them with kids. Like, do you really want like, would you want your kids to hear that kind of language Mm -mm. and behavior Again, I am all for booing and hissing and, and whatnot, but... They're getting paid. You're allowed to. You just can't boo I know. and hiss at college Jen butters. won't let me
0: boo. Although now they're getting paid Oh, so I can likeness, boo them now. So maybe we can boo them.
1: So yeah. So just take a deep breath. Relax. Enjoy the game. It's a game. Yep. So It's a game. I think people
0: forget that. But what else do we have for Major League Baseball? So... So, you, so, we, so we can get off our soapbox. The...
1: <laughs> the train I online. like my soapbox. It makes me feel tall. Okay. Go for it. I can check the uh, smoke detector batteries. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. So baseball's trade deadline is less than two weeks away. Uh, we've already seen some movement. Uh, the Brewers added uh, Willie Adamas and Rowdy Tellez. The Blue Jays added Adam Simber, Trevor Richards. The Braves added Jock Peterson and Steven Voigt um, I, I really feel like more trades are coming, and I think there's going to be a lot of – Fast and furious trading uh, Because they are definitely motivated Sellers and motivated buyers this year In baseball um, So what I did is I came up with some Trades that I, I think Would happen and that I think would be Good fits and that maybe I'd like to see uh, So the first one I thought of was Chris Bryant to the Mets Yes The Mets already have three players who can pay, play Third base, J.D. Davis, Luis Guarme And Jonathan Villar But none, I think, could have the impact on the game, like Chris Bryant. He Uh, should have
0: been a Met earlier this year, but go ahead.
1: He also would balance uh, the Mets' lefty-heavy lineup. We got a lot of lefty batters. Um, And the Cubs, I think, are going to be big, big sellers this year because they stink. So I think they're going to sell. I think... You could maybe give up like a first-round draft pick to get him. Um, I think the Mets can and would be willing to pay that. And if you look at the stats, yes, we're number one in the NL East, but we're one of the lowest scoring teams in Major League Baseball, and Chris Bryant would also help with that tremendously. Yes. So I would love to see Chris Bryant in a Mets uniform. I could see that. Now... There was talk of a trade for the Mets for Adam Frazier, the phenomenal mm-hmm. second baseman with the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been one of the best second basemen, I think, this season.
0: Yeah, he's very good this year.
1: Um,
0: he's with the Pirates. They need, like, everything.
1: The Pirates are in full rebuild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think he's their top trade uh, mm-hmm. trading chip. I could see him maybe going to the White Sox. mm mm-hmm. uh, you know they they are expected to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back in the coming weeks, but Madrigal is done for the year following a hamstring injury, so they need a second baseman. I think Adam Frazier would fit in very nicely into that team, and I'm sure he would be thrilled to go from a basement team like the Pirates to <laughs> a team that is in contention like the White Sox. So I could see Adam Frazier going to the White Sox, uh, and if the Mets don't get Chris Bryant, I could see them going after Adam Frazier. Yep uh okay you might like this one joey gallo to the yankees Mm, yeah so yeah he'd be good the lefties what i'm sorry the yankees what do the yankees need they need left-handed batters one brett gardner that's it who
0: doesn't play every day
1: so joey gallo would give you a sorely needed left-handed bat in your lineup um and he can hit the guy can hit and I think you need that.
0: He's going to San Diego. I
1: think he would be a he'd be a big upgrade defensively as well in the outfield. He's going to San Diego. Um, <laughs> the Yankees are. I mean, I think they're fading out of contention as this season progresses. Um, are you just
0: realizing that? No, or? I've realized okay. it a while. All right, and, okay. Just making but sure
1: they would definitely have him for next year.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, and I would. I wouldn't be upset with that. I think it would be an upgrade in the outfield. The Rangers, are going well. if
1: they're going to be smart, he's got really high value right now. I think they're going to deal him because they want return for him, and I think they're going to get the highest return for him at this moment. So I don't know. Maybe they would, the Yankees could give them picks. I don't know. Maybe some of their prospects. But I, I think that would be a nice fit to the Yankee lineup.
0: He's going to San Diego.
1: Well, I just, nice This try. is just what I think. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, what ca- you got? Craig, 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 Kimbrel, Kimbrell Cubs yeah. are definitely going to deal him because again, they're selling everything mm-hmm. because they're not doing so well. The guys having an all-star season. Um, why not have a reunion with the Red Sox? Mm. Okay. Uh, their closer, Matt Barnes, he's an all-star, but it's not a bad thing to have too many good relievers. Um, you know, I, I just, why not? Yeah, bring him back to the Red Sox. Have I, I mean, having good relievers is you know Paramount to You know who I think is going to move
0: is uh, Max Scherzer. I think he's going to move. You think that, huh? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The thing is he's older, he's got a big contract. He's, this is last year. Yeah. So, I feel like they're going to they're going to move him because he still ha- he has a lot of value right now. Um
1: I also see Sterling Marte to the Braves. Mm. Ronald Acuna Jr. is done. He's done for the season. Uh, Marcel Ozuna is going to be done because of his pending domestic abuse, uh, domestic violence investigation. Uh, The Braves need some outfielders. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, They did acquire Jock Peterson, um, but I feel like they need help in the outfield area. And because I think he'll only be a rental, I think for this season, it'll be okay that it's two NL East teams trading to one another because normally you don't see that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think he's probably the best outfielder on the trade market at the moment. Mm -hmm. Atlanta needs outfielders and they're, they're hanging in there uh, in the uh, sort of average NL East, but whatever. (laughs) I, I could see that. Sterling Marte to the Braves. And my last one, uh, Richard Rodriguez, the closer mm-hmm. for the Pirates. The dude's lights out phenomenal. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's with the Pirates. I could see him maybe going to the Blue Jays. Oh,
0: that would be good because they need, they need a closer.
1: Their bullpen has been their big weakness. Yeah, the Blue
0: they've Jays. been killed. They've had a lot of injuries to Blue Jays. I mean,
1: how many of their leads have been ruined uh, in the past couple weeks Yeah, because of their bullpen? Yeah. Um, and when you're a rebuilding team like the Pirates, you don't really need a closer. Mm-hmm. So I I could see, um, I could see that happening for a, a sort of a sensible fit for the Blue Jays. So, so those are my those are mine. What I think should happen. I think Nelson
0: <laughs> Nelson Cruz will be moved. I think he's going to go. How old is
1: Nelson Cruz? He's
0: forty one. Dude's batting what three oh eight? Yeah. How did that happen? Eighteen home runs. I don't know. Who I I don't know.
1: But who's the thing? I mean who's going to roll the dice on a 41-year-old guy? Maybe I, a, a ren- Maybe a rental for Oakland. the rest of the season.
0: Oakland will. All right. I think Oakland will. I think Oakland would grab him. I think they need a DH, something fierce cuz they don't have any like power hitters cuz they're Oakland and they don't spend money like that. They can get him really affordable, you know, from the Twins. I don't think the Twins will ask too much. The Twins aren't in contention. They're going to try to get draft picks to rebuild cuz they've got to rebuild. So I could see him going to Oakland. I could see John Gray being moved. I wouldn't I could see him going to the Yankees.
1: You need starting pitching.
0: And he's a lefty, and if you get him out of course field, hot damn. I don't think the Yankees are going to go over after um Max Scherzer. I don't see the Well, the, see do that.
1: they have the cap space? I don't think
0: they do. Um
1: You don't think Joey Gallo to the Yankees?
0: He may go too. I don't know. I I could see Joey Gallo. The Yankees
1: need lefty bats and they need starting pitching. I know.
0: They need everything because Well, not everything. Well, when half of your team's on the
1: COVID list after the all star break. They did well against the Red Sox this past weekend. They
0: did, and they didn't have half of their good players. So what does that say? Maybe it's time to move on. Well, I mean look at
1: look (laughs) at the New York Mets. I mean, look at all the games they were winning with Mm -hmm. three quarters of their team injured.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that John Gray will move. I would love it if the Yankees picked him up. Um, I mean, it, it's possible. Well, I mean, Adam Frazier. I don't know. I don't know. I But I, I do. Adam Frazier I to the Yankees.
1: You. Do you need a know. second baseman?
0: We have DJ. Lemayu,
1: Who's not living up to his contract this year.
0: Well, that's okay. He's just having an off year. I'm not worried about it. I, I, I could see Joey Gallo, but I think he's going to go to San Diego. I, I, like san Gray, diego needs
1: another bat <laughs> san diego needs another
0: bat to beat los angeles and be the world well Series no Champions, to beat like I said. the
1: san francisco giants oh that's true they have the best the record giants in baseball right now kicking ass and, and they have nobody games. i don't i don't know how that's happening Sometimes but
0: that's all you need like if you load a team up i mean how many times have the yankees done that loaded a team up with great talent and then they suck so yeah i think it's possible that you know he could go out there and he could really make a difference for them. I could see him making a difference.
1: I definitely could. I don't know. He's going to San Diego. I I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Yanks.
0: He'd be a good fit for sure, but I
1: think he's going to go to San Diego. And we'll see. As a Mets, if they don't get Chris Bryant, I think they'll go after Adam Frazier. Mm -hmm. I
0: agree with that. So that's what we
1: have two weeks for a trade deadline. Less than two weeks. Yeah, that's do you probably, have any others that you think? No, I pretty much agree
0: with you on the others. Wow, you I agree, agree with Chris me? Chris Bryant to the Mets. I think that makes sense. I mean, that was
1: talked about even before the season started. Craig Kimbrell, like,
0: freaking go back to the Red Sox. Sorry, because you know our closers so good. Why don't we go after a closer that can actually produce? That would be nice if we did that. That would be nice to do. But
1: doesn't he have a big contract, Chapman? He does. He does. Of course he does. And do the Yankees <laughs> really want to take a chance on another Cubs reliever? Didn't they get Chapman from the Cubs? Yep. So. They got him from the Cubs, and then they traded him back to the Cubs,
0: and he won a World Series with the Cubs, and then he came back to the Yankees, and he's not been that good <laughs> ever since.
1: Well, aren't. I mean, maybe the same thing could happen with Kimbrel.
0: I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's going to do well, but... I don't know.
1: Yeah, Chapman just does not have it anymore.
0: Yeah, but... Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on your on your other ones. I think they make sense. Okay. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see how this next week plays out, and then it'll be a fun scramble at the end.
1: Yeah. Yay, so fun I, scramble. I, I know we're coming to the end of our, our podcast. Oh, Formula One. Oh, did you want to talk about Formula There's One? There's really quick drama okay go for it
0: between max Verstrappen and lewis hamilton one and two in the point rankings this year at silverstone the biggest probably the biggest race of the year only because it's at silverstone which is really british grand prix yeah it's like huge it was a weekend it's in britain it was crazy
1: because it was beautiful sunny and warm
0: yeah which never happens Ever. It, and and the it was, open, we had the open. It was also beautiful, sunny, I, and warm. I,
1: it looked like they were playing
0: in California. Yeah, it and was I, awesome. I, yeah. So, but yeah, so Hamilton and Verstappen, Hamilton um, uh, had it started in the second position and Verstappen started in the pole. And on turn nine in the first lap, they connected and Verstappen got knocked out, taken to the hospital by helicopter. But he's okay. <clears throat> he's fine. He's okay. Just some minor bumps and bruises. Um, and then the Formula One FIA decided that Hamilton was actually to blame because he didn't give Verstappen enough space to come back onto the track, which I kind of agree.
1: It was bound like, to happen. I, I, uh, I The mean, way these two They've had race. several close encounters the way these guys race.
0: The first eight turns were close, and then the ninth turn, that was it. Yeah. And boom, they hit. And Verstappen, it was probably like $2 million worth of damage to his car. It was pretty much destroyed.
1: And here's the thing for Verstappen. uh, He had a 33-point lead over Hamilton, and now it's four. Four. I think it's four points. Yeah.
0: Because what ended up happening was Hamilton got a 10-second penalty. And, you know, everybody's like, all right, just stay 10 seconds ahead. Well, it was a very fast track because it wasn't wet, and it was warm. So it was a fast track. I think there were only three cars in front of him when he came back out, Charles Leclerc, my Ferrari guy, who had, they haven't won a race since 2019, um, had the lead. After all this, he was just sitting in third place, waiting for it to all happen. Then took off when the crash happened and took the lead, kept the lead, and then he ended up Hamilton with two laps left, ended up passing him and and won.
1: It was his eighth uh, title at Silverstone I and think.
0: his 99th overall. Yeah, which is insane. So, so, but he really got slammed, Hamilton. Well,
1: Hamilton, uh, for his part, keeps has claimed that Verstappen turned in on me.
0: I mean, they're racing.
1: I, I it's
0: tight because he's coming into the turn, but like it's kind of like if you were if you were driving on the highway and there was a person in the left lane and you were in the right lane, and the person on the left lane started to come over, you need to break because, you know, that person's, like, ahead of you. So say they're, like, ahead of you. You're, like, at their back tire. They start to come over. You need to break because it's going to be your fault if you hit them because you could see it happening. Verstappen could not see Lewis Hamilton in his mirror. Like, they even showed that. Like, he was in his blind spot. He had no idea that he was there. He thought he was clear. He started to cut back in. It was a right-hand turn. Cut back over to the right. And Hamilton was there, and his front tire hit his back tire, and that was it. So, when you look at how the crash happened and the damage, like Han- Lewis Hamilton was never in front of him, and he did back off a little bit to go into the turn. And, you know, I mean, I get what Hamilton's saying, but he can't go straight either. It's a turn.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was just waiting for this something like this to happen. It because was bound to the way, These two just aggressively race one another. So I, I feel like, you know, I'm not the biggest F1 fan. I feel like the race is basically Verstappen and Hamilton, and then you just have the rest of the pack.
0: It was nice to see Charles Leclerc and the lead. Lando Norris had a nice race. I think he came in third. I think he did. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's kind of Hamilton and Verstappen. So it was fun to see a little bit of excitement on uh, lap one turn nine. But um. <laughs> yeah and then everybody's kind of hoping that Hamilton doesn't win but and then Hamilton got slammed from the press and the media for um you know celebrating too much after the victory after Verstappen was taken to the hospital and I'm like come on like just grow up I mean whatever you feel about Lewis Hamilton the the dude can drive like that's it that's all there is to it so yeah so good drama it's good drama this weekend was it was, it was very exciting. I mean, it was red flagged for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. I didn't even get the end of the race recorded. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was good drama this weekend. Um, but
1: do we have anything else we want to I just have over? two small, uh, uh, two, not small, but two things just to throw in. So I want to say props to the Oviedo girls softball team. They won the state Babe Ruth softball championship in Florida. Fantastic. Congratulations. Um, when they won, they were given gift bags now the boys teams received trophies so i give these girls props they really spoke up about their treatment that why did we get gift bags and the boys got trophies and little seven-year-old uh kai she said that she learned the importance of speaking up from this whole experience and that's exactly what she did after the team came home with a goodie bag when the boys got trophies and medals, what a joke! So Babe Ruth uh, National Babe Ruth League did the right thing. Uh, they gave the girls their much-deserved trophies. So after these what? little girls stood up, uh, many businesses around the state and uh, even United Trophy in Orlando like donated because they wanted these girls to have trophies. Um, you know, and it's really great that these girls got a trophy but you know we need to see more of this for a better future for these future yeah. female athletes so really excited and really happy that these girls stood up and said hey wait a minute
0: that's really good for them they shouldn't shouldn't have had to do that but good for them for doing it so
1: yeah props to Oviedo girls softball team yes good for you girls yes good job <laughs> and one last thing uh it's not a small thing, but it's, it's big news. So the first uh, NHL guy that has an NHL contract came out as openly gay. So Predators prospect Luke Prokop came out as gay, which was the first player signed to an NHL contract to do so. He's a 19 year old Canadian he was a third round pick in the 2020 draft last fall and he just he announced it today so congrats to him um, that's
0: awesome that's awesome uh, I'm because, glad that you know.
1: he can live at his authentic life um, he can bring his whole self to the rink um, and he'll be a role model. And he will be a role model. Absolutely. He's a six foot four, 218 pound defenseman. He's probably going to be part of Nashville's uh, youth movement in the coming years. The uh, youth movement? Yeah, th- they need to bring in young players.
0: Isn't it what they called the uh, Nazi no. young boy movement? No. What was that called? It's the
1: not Hitler Youth. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's from Edmonton. Just sounded bad. So he's played. I think we might have seen him play because he has played the past four seasons with Calgary in the Western Hockey League with the Calgary Hitmen. Oh, we totally did. And we went to a uh, Edmonton Oil Kings versus Calgary Hitman minor league hockey game when we were up there in
0: 2019.
1: 2019. So he was there. So I bet you we saw him play. Well,
0: that's fun. So he said was he that one of those that got into like the fight because there was a fight like every well, two
1: minutes. Six four two hundred eighteen pounds. Probably. So I'm going to say yeah. But he said, "I am no longer scared to hide who I am. I'm new to the community, but I'm eager to learn about the strong and resil- resilient people who came before me and paved the way, so I could be more comfortable today. So good for you, Luke. Congrats. Yay. Uh, I'm not a Predators fan, but I'm going to be rooting for you. So I like it. That's it. Do you have anything to end up with this
0: week? I think uh, I think we had a a nice full episode. We touched on about eight hundred different sports. Well, there's so much going on. There is a lot going on, and the NBA Finals. Milwaukee has a three to two lead over Phoenix. Who I was picking Phoenix, and I like Phoenix, and I wanted them to win because Phoenix was always really good in the '80s and '90s, and they never won. And I was really surprised by that.
1: I know, but I really like um, Giannis. I know that's the problem.
0: I mean, Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. When's the, the last Brewers. time the city of Milwaukee has had a championship they, in Green anything? Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay plays oh, in Milwaukee. Well, well, yeah. well sort of sort, sort of, of in Milwaukee. Of. So yeah, I it, it's going to be um an exciting to fun, the uh, game 6 is uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, we got the
1: draft ex, NHL expansion, expansion draft. draft on
0: Wednesday. We have the
1: Olympics. The I'm, Olympics
0: open on Friday. Friday. I think that's about we it. We still
1: have baseball. Yeah. Um,
0: we got a lot of stuff going on. Yep. Good time of year. Yay. Good time of year. So we thank you all for listening. We hope you everyone has a fantastic week. And uh, do check us out on social media and our webpage, com. Everyone have a fantastic
1: week. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anchor.fm slash timeoutjl, and also on Spotify.